Heaven high. Heaven high. That's the mood Nicholas has put me in already. This the is, shenanigans. This is episode 214 of the syndicated Rum Doings podcast. Bum pooings, more like. You can email us. You can tweet us. You can Facebook us, although don't bother with that. Um, you can weeboo us. Oh, gosh. You can't um, actually weeboo us. Today's topic is, shouldn't Elton John's husband, David Furnish, be entitled to the same privacy as all of us? It's clever. It's good. I see what you've done there. Have mm. you seen the front page of the Daily Mail today? No, I haven't. They What's are on? pushing their luck. Let me have a look. Is it is it on the line? Uh, if you go to the BBC News, you can see all the front pages. Or if so, I just go to dailymail.co.uk. Well, they won't get the front page, will you, you banana brain? Dailymail.co.uk. Front page of the Sun. Uh huh. Uh, reads the day free speech drowned in a paddling pool of olive oil. <laughs> right. Um, because uh, they're not allowed to say about yes. who the mystery couple is. Oh yes, um, and I, oh, I noticed one of the top stories online for the Daily Mail is portrait of a perfect marriage. Eleven years after Elton proposed to David, the intimate story of their loving relationship in their own words. So yes, like three-fifths of the front page of the Daily Mail is, in their own words, Elton and David on their perfect marriage and photos. Now remember, the Daily Mail were the other newspaper along with The Sun, who were having front-page freakouts that they weren't allowed to report a story about some mystery celebrity couple. Yes, Um, and their infidelities, yes. And and then they've run this extraordinary banner on the front page. It's it's, it's interesting what they're up to. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a t- it's a tough one, I find this, because I don't know who, I have no, obviously we, neither of us has any idea who the mystery couple might be. No, no, no um, idea at all. No clue, because it's not possible to find out, because no. we live in England and or Wales. Yes, exactly. And the passenger pigeons haven't, the messenger pigeons haven't brought any news from abroad yet. They take true, a while. Not from, the, not from the colonies up north. No. Um, yeah, so, it, but it's a tough one because super, it's not a super injunction. That's the key thing. No. Uh, super injunctions is the way you're not, the newspapers were not allowed to report that there was an injunction. Yes, which is ridiculous. That's a Stalinist. And they, and the private eye pretty much got those killed off by challenging every single one in court one after the other. How do you know? Uh, because they did. How do you know? Because they think about what, what a they super, had. Think about what a super injunction is. How would you know? That's true. Because they would, what they would do is that they would have people leak it i don't know if private eye leaked it i doubt it but mm. it would be leaked so you'd find out that gary lineker had done something and yeah um andrew marr had had a baby with another lady and um and 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 of course um david schneider enjoyed being spanked Dave. yes which is the strangest one of all because having an affair and uh being another, a child with the lady you're cheating on, on your wife with mm. has some sort of there are a few people who will morally defend that Hmm. But being into BDSM isn't that something that's that that's okay? No, but as I think as, he, as long as you've not got unwilling victims. No, I think he was into BDSM, but I think his wife was not quite as interested in his pursuits or something like that. But I mean, it doesn't. You know, I think the, the story again was that he tried to use the full arm of the state to prevent a truth being told about him, which is silly. Well, so I find so I find myself sort of super injunctions wretched, obviously. But mm. injunctions, I do I need to know that David Schneider is is into irrelevant s- sadomasochism. It's irrelevant. No. It's irrelevant. I, it's, it's not. It's not the state's job 
to prevent a truth being told whether you want to know it or not. It's, it's, so not, the state's, it's not the state's job to decide which truths you're allowed to be told and which truths are not. If any of these statements proved to be inaccurate or a lie, then we have libel and slander, very powerful libel and slander laws. If they are true, it's not the state's job to decide which truths are suitable for your delicate little ears. So that's the end of it. There's no more discussion. I, I understand your that's positions. No, I want it. to ask you a question, darling. But I might injunct that question. That's fair. That's understandable and that's reasonable. Mm. Uh, do you, is there no question of privacy at all in your mind? No. So do you have a right to have a private life personally? No. Why not? Well, why? <laughs> I think most people instinctively want to be able to, you know... Want to be able to do what? Live their life without newspapers reporting on it. Well, bad luck. So you just you just think it's a necessary evil, or you think they should have their lives reported on? What is it? What's your position? I don't have a position. That's my position. Oh, that's silly. It's not silly. You've I, made I, your mind up, but you don't have a position. I don't have a position about... Uh, I don't even know what, what it means to have a... To, to say, oh, you have a private life uh, and the state will decide what bits of your life you can or can't, can't be told about. I think it's up to the individual to decide what secrets he or she keeps and to be competent about keeping those secrets. That's the end of it. Okay, so what if uh, Judy... How old mm-hmm. is she now? Six. Six. What if she's caught eating some heroines behind the school? Yes. Um, do the newspapers have a right to just publish that story about your daughter? Yes. And you wouldn't have a problem with that? Well, I'd have a problem with my parenting if I'd got to the stage where I uh, had a six-year-old taking heroin at the back of the school. So the problem would be... so I'd have a big problem, but the newspapers telling the truth about that problem would be the least of my worries. Okay. So it's, you don't have any issue with public humiliation? Oh, no, I think there should be more of it. <laughs> no, I really do. I think I think a, a major problem is that there is insufficient public humiliation. I think public shaming is very useful. Uh, look at look at the Panama Papers. I don't think there was enough public humiliation oh, was, with regard yeah, that to that. Was, uh, that was very peculiar. But I just before we move on to that, I just want to ask: like, uh, are you saying this from the position of luxury of anonymity, where you have no fame, you are not in the public interest? Yes. And so, yes, I am. Yes. Would, yes, I am. So, it, did that not influence your position in some way? I'm sure it does. But so what? It's still, a, it's still a, a pr- massive it's still lack a pr- of empathy. Mm, uh, excuse me. What's it, there, there is a difference between using the violence of the state to enforce a particular policy and having empathy for somebody in uh, annoying straits. What's that one got to do with the other? I can, uh, I can, I, I can have sympathy for some. They say, "Oh dear, you got yourself into a bit of a pickle, and now everybody knows about it." Versus, I'm going to use the violence of the state to stop people telling the truth about the pickle you got yourself into. I think I agree with the principle. I just think if only there were ever a case where these injunctions were preventing something that that was of journalistic value. And it's not for you. Knowledge. It's not for the state to determine what no, is of me. journalistic value. It is for me to decide, though. Then don't then don't listen and don't read. But nobody's forcing you to. Yeah, everyone is. No, they're not. Then what's this big burly man with a gun doing in my room? <laughs> the burly man with a gun saying, I need you to know what exactly David Furnish was up to in the last few months. And just to pick Why a name at random. Why did you use his name? Um, because we, 
Well, we just t- happened to talk about him at the beginning oh, of the podcast. Oh, because of course he has that, they have that happy marriage. Yes, exactly. So there'll be no, there'll be nothing interesting to say about him, but let's say that, yeah. you know, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I can have sympathy, I can even have empathy, but I do not have the desire to see Max Mosley's uh, uh, goons uh, use the might of the state to decide who gets told what about what. It's not Did his job. Did you see the letter he wrote, Private Eye, this issue? Bloody neo-Nazi Max Mosley, no, what? He, he wrote in uh, mocking the... Um, uh, just, it, it, I, I forget the details, but what was interesting is he ended it by saying that Paul Dacre, of the editor of the Daily Mail, yes, um, is, finds anything beyond the missionary position to be a uh, sexual perversion. Right. He threw that in at the end of his letter. Which I thought was brilliant. He was like, defending his sexual antics in a very subtle way. Nobody cares about his sexual antics. I'm more worried about his political antics. But well, I are. am too, but unfortunately you're incorrect on the former because the newspapers made great hay of his sexual antics. Well, in particular where, um, you know, a relation of a famous fascist still decides to dress up as Hitler. That is quite an interesting story. It's yes. sci- psychosocially interesting, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but um, again... Even if it weren't an interesting story, I'm not going to arrest somebody for telling a story I find uninteresting. Sorry if that so upsets you... you, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm devastated. I'm mm. asking you questions, you silly mm. face. Mm. Yeah, but I might not want you. I think these in, these questions are a gross invasion of my privacy and I need you mm-hmm. to be arrested. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. I agree with that opinion yes. of yours. Good. I think it's fair. I don't know what I think. I genuinely have no idea. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> with this idea that everyone's privacy is is is, is, a, is a, there is no. I know I've pre- you've previously argued years and years ago that there's no such thing as privacy. Well, no, um, I, no. I'll put it. I'll put it in a more nuanced way, like I did a moment ago. Privacy is your own individual responsibility. It's not anybody else's responsibility. Right. I'll put it that way. Uh, I. You can, if you are careful, and there are plenty of celebs who do this, uh, put together a way of life that gains you a protection of your secrets. Um, I always think it's interesting which celebrities you don't hear about. Well, exactly. And there are actually uh, some celebs which who are very good at keeping secrets. And there are others who... The problem is, as ever, they want to have it both ways. They court the press uh, constantly... But then they decide that they want to be the arbiters of what the press uh, report. It's a bit like, you know, these magicians or, or tyrants who keep a, a menagerie of wild animals and then suddenly get upset when the wild animal bites them on the bottom. No, mm-hmm. you, you, you keep a menagerie of wild animals, you idiot. What did you expect? If you didn't want to, don't keep that menagerie. And again, actually, yes, fame comes with an unbelievable assortment of privileges this is one of the disadvantages. Sorry, that's the way life is. And one day you'll be dead anyway. So that's that's all there is to it. Did you see what Jesse What's-His-Face off of movies said about... He said this yesterday. He said that um, he's got a, he's been stalked. But he said uh, the, the privileges of being rich and famous so massively outweigh the negatives that you shouldn't make a fuss about it. I quite agree. I quite agree. And I... Uh, yeah. the phrase check your privilege really is <laughs> is is never better used than when you have a, a multi-millionaires whinging uh, uh about the fact that they're being told about their coke and and, and whores uh i think i think hugh is a very good example of this as is steve 
I don't, I don't know who you're talking about, but that's probably for the best. Hugh and Steve of Hacked Off, you know. Oh, I don't know. Mm. I'll allow everybody. Oh, else. oh, I'm with you on the latter. Who's Hugh? Mm. Mm. Hugh Dennis. Hugh, my dad was <laughs> Hugh. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. Yes. <laughs> Hugh, 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 De- uh, Hugh Dennis. I don't think he's got anything. See, he seems to have a perfectly, you know, his private life has never stepped upon, is it? <laughs> it's true. You never hear about Punt and Dennis's sordid sex shame in a, in a, in a vat of olive oil. Except for oh, them. That, that mm. awful, awful uh, radio program that Steve Punt does is back. Which one is it? It's the massively ill-conceived university quiz where students take on the dons. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, it's back now. Is it any better? No, it's exactly the same with Steve Punt still writing a gag for every single question. <laughs> he can't help himself, Paul. He can't, and it's horrible. It's so awkward. And the gags are always the, you know, when they say um, uh, there's been a story about a fish and God and... Mm-hmm. One of them's an aquatic creature that lives under the sea and breathes through its gills, and the other one's a fish. <laughs> it's like, what? Stop it! Stop doing that joke! Of... Everyone on Earth, stop that joke! Is that joke ever acceptable? No, never, ever. The only way it could possibly be acceptable is if you could slip it under the, the audience, if they could not see what was coming. And, of course, you have to be so bloody stupid to not see where that joke's going. Well, either you have to be so bloody stupid not to see where the joke's going, or as a comedian, you have to be so brilliant yes. in setting up the gag that that people that, that, that the whole uh, structure is disguised. I know you don't like Stuart Lee because he's a bit stupid, but he is, I think... he, he is a bit stupid. Yes, that's all yes. there is to say about it. Yeah, but I think I'd, I think he could probably handle it quite well in yes. terms of breaking it down and doing it as a big hour-long gag. So at the very end of the hour, reveal that he'd been talking about the other thing the entire. That would be a good bit for him to do. Not only would it be a good bit, I, I surely he's done that. Mm. Surely that's the basis it, of much yes. of his comedy. <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing he do. I've just come up with that idea, and if he does it now, You'll I'm going to sue him. Or take out a super injunction against his whole act, and then nobody will know. <laughs> I'm going to take out an injunction so amazing that Stuart Lee isn't even allowed to be mentioned. Yes. He, even he can't refer to himself. How are you, darling? <laughs> That's That will be the rest of his life. Although, actually, Stuart Lee being Stuart Lee, would he'd love that because it would be so meta and arch. <laughs> That's true. Mm. He'd just disappear into, a, into his own arch blip. Yes. Blink. Uh, how's your cat? Oh, she's rubbish. Disappointment of a cat, then. Oh, just one of the worst cats ever to have been produced. How's her tail after it fell off? It's fine. I always mean, it was chopped off by an expert, but um, <laughs> she's uh, she's just so bloody dull and stupid and annoying. She's not even interestingly stupid. Yeah, at least Finch is interestingly stupid. Yeah. Finch, Finch, for example, the other night, Finch was on top of a fence that she's jumped down about 18,000 times in her life. The other mm-hmm. night she decided that it was impossible to get down and she was mewing <laughs> and crying and asking me to take her down. Right. You know, that, 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 that's, a, that's an endearing stupidity. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm here. I was listening to you. I'm finished my story. I, I'm not allowed to say any more of my anecdote. There's a, there's a legal oh, injunction at that Finch point. Has just, Finch has just got back from the courts. <laughs> yes, Finch has gone to Carter Ruck and I'm not allowed to say anything further. <laughs> See, I think there we should be allowed to do a swear when we're pronouncing their name. <laughs> it's, it's almost impossible not to. Hmm. 
Yeah. What's the, the yeah the ones that I like it when Private Eye just completely defaults to the the, the rude version of the name, so they never refer to Capita or Carter Ruck. Yeah. Pierce Morgan. That's my favorite. My one. Pierce Morgan. I have special treatment for. Pierce quotes Morgan Moron. <laughs> yeah. So that's just his name. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Uh, is Pierce Morgan still a thing in America, or has he been completely destroyed? He's. I can't remember. I mean, his CNN show was a, a dramatic and embarrassing flop. Yes. Uh, but he's still. I think he's. Uh, he was a judge on American Idol until it, that's just been cancelled. It has been. Oh dear. Um, I think he was a judge on one of those shows for a long time, and, and mm. he's definitely a very well-known face over there. He does mm. those big interviews for ITV. I wonder if he does the same in America. I don't know. It's possible. He's well, a very yeah. unlikely figure for that success, though. Very unlikable figure. Yes. Talking talking of TV, something we haven't done for a very long time is John's summary of the new pilot. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not enormously up to date, um, mm. but I can have a little look see because do you know who's been really good uh, with all this this year? Metacritic, really for all of their terrible crimes. Mm-hmm. And they've they've been begging the poor Metacritic ever since RPS started. Like, please, please, can we include your reviews? Please, and we're like, no, because we don't give scores. And they say, oh, but we can work out what the score would have been. <laughs> 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 they keep coming back to us like every once a year going go we can work out what the score of your review would have been no the point is that there isn't a score it doesn't have one that you can work out so now what they've done i noticed the other day for the first time they've started popping our review quotes and links to us at the end of the thing saying um unscored or incomplete reviews in that section fair enough Ah, it's like they're so desperate to promote us. Well, let them. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, I will make a recommendation, uh, a, a series that I've been enjoying. It's in series three already, but if you haven't watched it, start from series one, Silicon Valley. It's great. Fun. Ah, is it good? And there's a lovely, there, there, there are two characters in particular that I really enjoy. There's a, um, uh, a, I'm not sure who the actress is, but she plays a slightly autistic uh kind of uh tech investor and one of the most lovely characters i've seen on a telly program in years so yes i would recommend it it's it's very good it's uh i've i've heard mixed things about it so no it's fine cool it's a little silly but it's fine so uh the the four main channels in the the americas i say the four Mm. main i haven't got cws yet i don't think they've announced theirs yet right um, which, funnily enough, they're one of the most interesting <coughs> channels at the moment because they've got all the DC shows. Right. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> comic book. Please, uh, 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 talk about injunctions. Just all comic book characters. Can they just go away for a year? I like them. <laughs> mm. Especially the DC stuff because the Marvel stuff is, the, is, is what's being so poorly handled on the movies. The only comics I'm reading at the moment are uh, Ju- Judith makes her own comic books called the Judith's Great Comics. Mm-hmm. And they're very good. Oh, are they? Are they who are they published by? Um, actually, she does have a publishing arm, um, uh, and she always puts something something dot com at the bottom because she's seen worksheets that have got the link. <laughs> but I can't remember. Yeah, she and was it good good children stories dot com or something like that. That's I nice. Can. Yeah, she does have an imprint here. Is she? She writes lots of letters backward. Is that just her age, or is that is she dyslexica? Left. She's left handed. Oh, left handed. So the witch, the Y's in particular. Apparently, a left handed person can never write a Y properly. It's just not physically possible. Well, it's a wit. That's because of the witchcraft. Yes. Oh boy, mm. I can hear Toby screaming. Yeah, well, you can drown him. What a wow wow crybaby. You can drown him, as okay. I said. I can't okay. right now because I'm doing the podcast. Oh bloody hell! 
So the big news, Nick, is that Supergirl's moving from CBS to CW. Why? Uh, because it's CBS and CW are sister networks, and uh. the show skews younger, and so CBS is you know mostly aimed at retirees wanting to watch murder mysteries, mm-hmm. and so the absolutely abysmal Supergirl really doesn't fit into their schedule. Um, and the other thing about moving it to CW is that's where Flash, Arrow, and DC Legends of Tomorrow is aired, and so now you've got all four, all four made by the same production company, who are also mm-hmm. making Blind Spot. Belanti must be richer than God right now, and the four shows are now going to have. I've just announced they're going to have a four-way crossover next season. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So you're gonna to need to watch all four now. Unfortunately, in, Flash in and a Arrow big pool of olive oil. Flash, that's right. Flash and Arrow are both very entertaining shows. I like both of them. They are not good in many by many criteria, mm-hmm. but I thoroughly enjoy them. They entertain me greatly. So, um, uh, Supergirl is abysmal beyond all comprehension. It's absolutely one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen. Right. Um, and uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow is just. Meh. And so, of course, the, anything based on a comic book is going to be terrible. I think there's a new... Flash and Arrow are ba- very much based on comic books. Exactly, as is Supergirl. Uh, yes, but Flash and Arrow. Anyway, so they're going to have the four-way crossover, which could be fun, although complicated, no, since Supergirl is set in an alternate dimension. They've overlapped that once. They had Flash appear in an episode of yeah. Supergirl when he went too fast and so accidentally tedious. transferred dimensions. So tedious. So um, unbelievably tedious, all of these comic books. I, I shan't be watching any of those. Good. I'm glad for you that you won't be watching them. Good. You'd spoil them. Now, here's the big news, other big news for next year. Mm-hmm. MacGyver's back. No. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. With, by, played by whom? Sadly, not played by MacGyver. Of course not. By, by whom? Um, let me find out for you. Um, A newcomer? Okay, let me read this out loud to you. Using nothing but paper clips, a turkey baster, and a friendly squirrel, and some rubber bands, CBS has managed to, yeah, MacGyver a reboot of the classic action-adventure series, which ran on ABC for seven seasons from 85 to 92. Lucas Till, from off of X-Men First Class, stars as a much younger MacGyver, though exactly who will be joining him uh, remains a mystery, as the reboot has already gone through multiple producers, directors, and scripts. <laughs> well, that's always a good sign. And the network may wind up reshooting much of the pilot. Oh, yeah, that show's going to be on fire. Uh, it's going to be on fire, turn into ash, be swept away and <laughs> again. Cancelled. That might even get cancelled before it airs by the looks of it. Yeah, um, oh, my goodness. Joey from Off of Friends is back with a new sitcom, despite also being on Top Gear. And also uh, episodes. Oh, yes, of course. Where he plays... good. Where he, yes, where he plays a, a, somebody who's... Run, uh, who's desperately starring in a terrible new comedy sitcom yes that's true he yeah. plays himself without yeah. any hindrance it's very good yeah a lot of new shows on cbs i haven't been through yet uh although the big news on top of the other two bits of big news is mm-hmm. that in 2017 star trek is back yeah but is it, is it going to be streamed only no it's um oh well it's it's confusing the trade there's lots of reports saying it's going to only be on cbs all access but yes. the trailer ended by suggesting both. Hmm. Maybe so it'll be streamed sure. first and then broadcast. Maybe there, there's another show announced for All Access as well. I'm not sure what CBS is doing. I, I saw the trailer. It was terrible. And it's as far as logo, I could tell, isn't it? no. But as far as I could, the, the logo looked like it was made on an Amiga in 1989, really and, and the music sounded like it was done with a MIDI keyboard. So all in all, it's going to be brilliant. Good, and it can't be as bad as the movies. At least as that. Which movies? What do you mean, which movies? Star Star Trek. The last two Star Trek movies made by Abrams. No, that's unfair. The, no, the last... it's not. They're awful no. films. No, the I last one. Them. 
No, the last one wasn't particularly good. But the no, one before bloody that well was, wasn't. And the one before the one it was before, worse. Incorrect. The one before it was a fun romp. You're mm. incorrect. Simon Pegg was so wretched, so yes. vile in every scene. That he I was, but it, it, it's not the whole film. film. You can just ignore him. You, you can't. Can he was in every other scene with what his weird just, monkey friend. It was what if you just, so bad. What if you just took out an injunction against Simon yes. Pegg? What would the rest of the film be like? It would be lots of uh, lens flare and people doing this weird cosplay of the original Star Trek. I think you're being very unfair. I'm not being unfair. That, that, that's what I find so weird about it. Why is it cosplay? Why didn't they just have new people who look like n- new characters? Why did they feel that they had to get someone who looked like the old actors? I think it was clever. It wasn't clever. It was it's sad and embarrassing. <sighs> we'll have to agree to agree. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Yeah. Um, ABC's new schedule looks abysmal. Just a bunch of, uh, well, I'll just read you the titles of the episodes and you tell me what you think. American Housewife. (laughs) There you go. Conviction. It's about a lawyer. Designated Survivor. (laughs) With Kiefer Sutherland. Playing a low-level cabinet member the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, who suddenly becomes president after a terrorist attack during the State of the Union and just kills everyone in the line of succession. Oh, my goodness. You can, you can hear the desperation in the boardroom coming up with yeah. ideas. Monkey tennis? No, I'll tell you what. What about this instead? <laughs> Not only is he unprepared for his new position, but he must also face an immediate military showdown with Iran, which is threatening action amidst the chaos in America. Mm. Goodness me. Uh, downward, else? downward dog. Now, you must have heard of downward dog. Have you not heard about this? No. It's a sitcom narrated by the dog. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> just unacceptable. Alison is... Tolman stars as the woman dealing with the unusual work and relationship problems in a Pittsburgh set comedy narrated by her dog. Lucas Neff and Barry Rothbart also star in this adaptation of the web series of the same name by Simon, Simon, Sam Hodges and Michael Killen. What's a web series? I think you know. No, I genuinely don't know what is a web series. That could mean anything. It could be some blog posts. It could be some YouTube stuff. It could be... Yes, it's probably some YouTube stuff. What is a web series? It just means a TV show that was made for the internet only. Before you start looking for Downward Dog Online, note that it never actually streamed because the concept immediately started attracting attention from networks. As as, um, Metacritic adds, you had us at Talking Dog. No, you didn't. You didn't have me a talking dog. Yes, that's the, that's what they that's the that they were being ironic. I don't think they were. I think they were had a talking dog. Everyone's favorite. Uh, no, Metacritic was being ironic. Oh my goodness! Everyone's favorite Scientologist, Jenna Elfman. Uh huh. What, um, what, what what's what's she doing? Z knew the Z knew the movie. Imaginary Mary. Uh-huh. Jennifer uh, Jenna Elfman stars in an, as an independent career woman. Of course. Who finally meets the love of her life, Stephen Schneider, a divorced father of three. The catch, her slightly unhinged childhood imaginary friend, voiced by Rachel Dratch, suddenly re-enters her life to give her advice. This live-action CGI hybrid. Uh, Oh my goodness. Now, there is a show that's live-action cartoon hybrid, which is on Fox this year. Uh, Let me find the name of it. That actually looks rather good. Who framed Roger Rabbit? If only. It's called A Son of Zorn. Oh. And it's and the trailer looks really good. So it's Cheryl Hines, who we all love, obviously. Yes. 
Um, uh, let me read it out loud. Uh, Zorn stars da- Jason Sudeikis, who we love to, as a legendary warrior who returns home to Earth after a decade away fighting battles in his homeland of Zephyria to mm-hmm. reconnect with his son and ex-wife while adapting to a new office job. One catch, he is animated, while everyone else in the show is live action. Um, so he's basically it's a cartoon character coming back to Earth trying to... Okay. Get back into okay. it, trying to start an office job, and it's and he's got a giant sword, and the trailer just looks really funny. Okay, now that is the only one you've mentioned so far. Oh, yeah. that's caught my attention. I do worry that they're going to cock it up, though. Well, we'll see. Notorious. What's it called? Let let me note this down. Son of Zorn. It's going to be on just before Family Guy after Simpsons. On Fox. Fox on a Sunday night. Oh, if it's any good, it'll be cancelled quite quickly then. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Fox killed the best new show of last year, Grinder. To cancel that. I don't know what that is. It was a fantastic sitcom starring um, Rob Lowe and uh, Kevin off the Wonder Years, mm-hmm. um, where Rob Lowe play, had, had just spent eight years playing the grinder in a TV show called The Grinder. He was a lawyer who mm-hmm. never lost a case, and and it was a, and and then he comes home to his family, to his dad and brother who have run a real law firm, and decides that because he's been a lawyer on TV for eight years, he should be working for the family law firm. Right, um, and it works so well because the way the show is so the show is beautifully written. Everyone in the show is a normal, regular person, except for Rob Lowe and a couple of other characters who live like they're in a TV show. <laughs> so you have this conflict of Rob Lowe using you know TV beats and all these memes and th- tropes, while yes. Fred Savage is sort of looking bemused and trying to point out that, 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 that this is reality. And it works absolutely. It's so funny. It's such a lovely, lovely show, and and no one in America watched it. Oh, is it worth watching? Oh, yeah. There's there's 22, no, 18. I can't remember. There's a bunch of very, very lovely episodes. Well worth so watching. That actually does sound good. And yes. I think the lawyers in, in my family will like that. Yes, they? they probably will. Um, so like, so like somebody said, why don't we just say, no, actually, you can't. The court will never accept that. And there's so much paperwork you'd have to go. But is well, it exactly. that sort of, and they've yeah. got Dub Dub off of um, uh, that show, uh, Mystery what's it called you're just making noises now yeah I know I realise um, she's uh, she plays she works for the law firm and uh, Rob Lowe decides that she's the, his will they won't they right because he lives in a TV show and she has no interest in him whatsoever and that's a, another lovely dynamic where she's oh, just excellent. completely bewildered by his assertion that it will work out for them okay this is one for the uh, yeah sadly um, cancelled but worth watching how am I going to access it um, it's probably on. It'll probably be on the streaming services soon enough, since that's only one season. Netflix. Okay, so Fox also has Twenty Four Legacy. Yet what? another revival of Twenty Four, this time without Kiefer. I never watched. I only watched the first series of Twenty Four, so this is irrelevant to me. I remember when I was I was in America when the pilot uh, aired, mm-hmm. and there was a newspaper story. I didn't watch it, but there was a newspaper story in the USA Today delivered to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. Which explained that the producers have come up with this concept, 24 hour-long <laughs> episodes, mm-hmm. each representing one hour in a day, yes. and then that would be it. There yes. would never be another series. It was a self-contained one-shot. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, eight million series later. Mm. Um, so they've got 24 legs. They've got APB, which uh, is from the Person of Interest. I've not watched Person of Interest, but apparently it was brilliant. It just got cancelled. Um uh, as a so, but it just looks like a boring cop show. Blech. The Exorcist. Fox has The Exorcist. What uh, a series of the film. Uh, yeah, so it's a prequel. Apparently, oh, let me read. No, maybe I'm muddling it up. Two different priests attempt to aid a family troubled by demonic possession in this modern day psychological thriller based on the classic uh, horror film and the novel. 
Right. Um, Gina Davis is in it. Ben Daniels, Alfonso Herrera, and Alan Ruck, who uh, is a dubious moral character. Um, the adaptation comes from screenwriter Jenna Marie Slater, who wrote for the dreadful Fantastic Phil film, although um, yeah. Metacritic do point out that it did have quite a few rewrites after he last touched it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's a thing. So I don't know how you drag that movie out into a TV series. Well, you don't, and I won't be going anywhere near it. Kicking and Screaming is <laughs> mm. the show. So you know Naked and Afraid on Discovery? Absolutely not. Really? Mm-hmm. It's great. Naked and Afraid, they take two people who consider themselves survival experts, mm-hmm. take them to a very remote... I'm sure we've talked about this. Take them to a very remote not area this. and mm-hmm. take all, all of their clothes off and they have right. to survive for 21 days with just... They get one item each. So they might have a pot to piss in or a... Um, or a machete or something like that. They have one item. I don't think that um, having a receptacle for your urine would be the most important oh, so I was, I was joking. It's a pot, criterion. To boil, pot to boil water in, which the yeah. only sensible thing to take with you. Um, and they said so they're completely naked. They've never met before. I mean, it's always a man and a woman, um, and they're naked. And it's, <clears> that's why it's called Naked and Afraid. And uh, unlike most survival shows, especially with Bear Grylls in the title, it's not faked. And the really? way you know it's not faked is one of the contestants still can't walk. Right. Um, she got a horrific uh, virus while she was out there mm-hmm. and paralysed her from the waist down, and she's still in recovery. Well, once they stop filming, you know, once the camera stops with Bear Grylls, doesn't he just immediately get taken to his hotel? He gets medivaced to a hotel room, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the Bear Grylls stuff is all fake, but this is... Um, I mean, it's, you can, you can, yeah, it's fake, but you can't fake freehand climbing up a sheer cliff face. He does that for real. He's he's obviously very capable. But yes, the whole mm. be pretending to sleep over at night and the premises a, as 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 real as Top Gear. Yeah, there's a lovely YouTube video where a guy uh, went recognised the a, a, a crevice that Grills had had to climb down and back up again in order to continue his path. Mm-hmm. And he went and he filmed the same spot from the TV show, and then just mm-hmm. panned his camera to the left and revealed <laughs> where it just ends, and he could have walked round. <laughs> um, which is true he could have walked around but he still did the dangerous thing so it's kind of it is fake but it's sort of you know but anyway Jacob and Afraid really doesn't seem to be faked so when the camera crews they have a, a camera crew I think it's just a cam- two cameramen and a sound guy um, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to interact with them right um, and then they go away at night time and they, they self-film with handheld cameras uh, night vision cameras and mm-hmm. that's when they do most of their blubbering and complaining um, but it is phenomenal just the, they are within days covered in welts broken starving um utterly miserable and it's it's brutal so brutal what's it called naked, naked and, afraid. and afraid that's on discovery it's a big show for them right now anyway can is, it, is it engaging to watch or is yes it just... it's well the problem is it's 21 days edited down to 42 minutes so it's madcap yeah. the other problem is because it's discovery they have uh, go to go to great pains to not allow any of the nudity to be visible Ugh. And so there's a very complex blurring all over the place. And then they do a version called Naked and Afraid Uncensored, which is censored, just slightly longer. <laughs> Why don't they just make them wear loincloths or something? And that would make things easier, wouldn't it? I think it's because it's the gimmick, isn't it? It wouldn't be naked if they did that. Most well, of them co- do Most of them do very quickly fashion themselves some clothes out of uh, leaves and stuff. Why don't they just film them naked? Uh, well, they do, and then they blur it. But why? No, but why, why they can't why just show it? a naked version late at night, or just you know, or put it on a network that can? Well, of course, ironically, they could if these people were black tribes people. They'd be quite yes, happy that's to show. Well, yeah, no, it's just racist. But yeah, yeah, that's fine. yeah. Hmm. I wonder whether um, the contestants it's, would be less willing to take part if they knew that they were going to be exposed. As it's well. like 
It's like um, the National Geographic always used to be able to show boobies of oh, tribes yeah. women. Hmm. That's right. Because that was fine, because they weren't really human, so, you know... You exactly, could, you they, could were, they were sort of funny little, uh, funny little animals with their boobies out. Yeah, exactly. So that was fine to show. Not like a proper white woman whose boobies should never be shown. Horrible. Hmm. This okay, kicking and screaming. This competition series pairs survivalists with whatever the opposite of a survivalist is. Let's just call them city folk and drops them into a jungle in Fiji. We know what's going to happen every time. Yeah, so that's stupid. Lethal Weapon is a TV show. No. Um, they've got people who aren't Mel Gibson and Danny Glover playing the characters. Incorrect. Um, it's from the guy who made Chuck. Wrong. Making history. Now, this looks very funny. I, the trailer is it made me laugh, which is a, a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a time travel, one of three new time travel series in the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Adam Pally, whom I love. Mm-hmm. You may know him. You won't know him, but the listener may know him from um, Happy Endings. He was Max in mm-hmm. Happy Endings, and he is an occasional character in the Mindy Project. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's brilliant, and he's a time. He's got a, a duffel bag that allows him to travel through time. <laughs> Which yeah. takes him back to Civil War era America, uh, and he accidentally causes the Civil War not to happen. So he get enlists the help of a uh, history professor friend to come back in time with him and help, help cause the American Civil War to, to happen again. Right. And it's just these lovely scenes of the redcoat British just milling around, chatting friendly, happily with Hold them. on. Hold on. The Civil War? Oh, sorry. I'm muddling my wars. Yeah, the, the redcoat British were not in the Civil War. No, no, no I mean, I mean the yes, war of no, sorry. I, yes, I do. I don't mean the Civil War at all. Cut one of your fingers off. Okay. Ah! Okay. Good. Okay. Now you'll remember. The Mick looks quite good as well because it's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, people. I um, used to like that a bit. It's very good. Mm. I'm never quite so comfortable with Danny DeVito, but mm. he's, so re- he's so foul. But it also stars Caitlin Olsen from off of Always Sunny. And it's from always sunny writers and mm-hmm. it looks quite funny it's a, i showed it to my friend craig and he replied um auntie buck that's basically the plot i don't know it's, what that is you must have seen uncle buck with john candy no oh my goodness what are you are you even a person no you've got to watch uncle buck it's amazing <sighs> john candy upset me it's uh, planes trains and automobiles and uncle buck are the reason there should have been a john candy He's dead now. He's very dead now. Anyway, so you should definitely watch uh, Uncle Buck, and then you should consider The Mick, which is a sort of Caitlin Olsen in a similar role. Um, it looks very funny. I think that um, Bromaine will win. Do you? That's, that's my current bet, but I don't... Uh, it's quite fashionable at the moment to say that there'll be a very... very they'll, they'll win by a large margin. I don't think it'll be quite as large as people are predicting. I hope you're right. No one's predicting a large margin. No, there was. It's, it's become a little bit fashionable to do that in the last few days. Did you see and... the Daily Mail's graph yesterday? Oh, yes. That was so good. A bar chart that started at 34 and went up to 45 or something. Something yeah, could covered the whole bar page. for Remain. Enormous! Yes. Uh, Farage is also now now doing a bit what the SNP does, saying they'll, they'll, they'll need to be another referendum soon. Boris is an interesting one, isn't he? Call him Johnson, please. Yes, exactly. I find, always found that very interesting as well. Hmm. As this sort of strange uh, celebrity pass that the, the, the news gives them. Well, it was self-constructed and everybody Ojo. fell for it. Anyway, so, so yes, yeah, so Johnson. Well, I think he cocked this one up. I think he saw an opportunity, mm-hmm. he jumped and he slipped. 
I think he could have scuppered his hopes of leading the party. I think he has. Which is very, very good news. I think he, he, he totally misjudged the jump. He totally misjudged this one, and he's cocked up badly. It's all which too is fine. Now, I'm aware that all too apparent never ha- never makes a difference. The fact that, you mm. know, a few years ago he was very in favour of the European Union. Uh, months ago. Yeah. A few months ago he wrote a passionate article claiming why uh, it was madness to suggest otherwise. So he's a, he's, he's a blatant opportunist. Unfortunately, that doesn't matter because people go, oh, he was funny on Have I Got News For You? Yes, um, exactly. Uh, Look at his hair, tussled hair. <laughs> the top of lard could probably have a good chance of leaving the Conservative Party on that basis. Mm. Uh, he, yes, yeah, so exactly. Oh, I love when um, Nick Robinson always used to write about his care, his meticulously tussled hair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and now I've noticed that um, what's her face? Oh, I've forgotten her name. Who's the excellent uh, political journalist for the BBC with the tight lips? Laura Coombsberg. That's her. I love her. She's, She's great. Oh, you love her? Do you, you basically? Is she a baddie? The, no, the Corbynistas want to kill her. Of course, almost they literally. Do. She 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 literally gets death threats from the Corbynistas on Twitter and that kind of thing. And there's a massive petition to get her thrown out of the BBC. Didn't you know that? I'm sure there is because she she's good at her job. I like her a lot. Yes, um, indeed. But I, you know, the Corbynistas don't. Well, that's because they are baddies, and she is a goodie. <laughs> it's very simple. If everything yeah. in life is easy if you just break it down to goodies and baddies. Indeed. That's why Russia didn't win the Eurovision. <laughs> Oh, that caused a few Rory. Do you know we did talk about Gary Shandling's departure? Oh, we did. We're gonna. We were gonna do a death episode. We've forgotten again. We'll do it next time. We'll do the death. We'll do. All, we'll we'll do all the deaths next time. Next time, because we keep forgetting to talk about deaths. Yes. We keep forgetting to talk about smack her on the bottom with the women's weekly. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Um. Pitch. Pitch is a TV show about the first female uh, Major League Baseball player. Uh-huh. I, it's really sad when this is fantasy television, but um, the what's good about it is that it's uh-huh. got and it's got major league license, so they can have real teams, real logos, so we don't have to have this the the Los Angeles baseball bats sort of thing that you normally get in TV shows. The New York Aardvarks. Oh, um, here's here's how. Um... The National Front uh, reported uh, Koonsberg's coming. Yeah. Uh, BBC lining up another Jew political editor to replace current Jew political editor Nick Robinson. <laughs> was Nick Robinson Jewish? I, I genuinely no idea. I don't think so. I but maybe think he, he was. was. How uh, funny. Plus, I, plus um, I don't know if Laura Koonsberg is either. I think she might just have a Germanic name and they've... Yes, they've extrapolated from that. I mean, it would explain why the uh, Corbynistas hate her for a start, because they're constantly going on about her Zionist sympathies, but I think they're just reading into her name. Uh, let me see. Is she is she contaminated with Yid blood? Let's have a look. <laughs> um, it's funny, when you do look it up, uh, Jewish and Zionist influence at the BBC... Jew editor with the Daily Stormer, Jew, Jew, blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's so yeah. sad when, of course, the opposite is actually true of the BBC in that they are infiltrated yeah. with anti-Semitism, so much so that they refuse to allow their own public yeah. investigation to be published. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, Wikipedia's let me down. It doesn't tell me whether I need to, uh, to hate or love Nick Robinson. Oh, wait, no, yeah. I just remember he's a wild, crazy Tory. I hate him. Yes. Oh, my goodness. 
you lot really do have a problem with with your yid obsession, don't you? But of course, me, if, which lot am I? What but of Brits, course, you mean? But the funny, the funny, funny thing is, if the anti-Semites were right, and there was a massive Jewish conspiracy that controlled everything and and killed everybody they didn't want, then there wouldn't be any anti-Semites left. <gasps> by definition, because they would have all been dealt with. It's true. So uh, the the fact that they get to blather on about uh, and are so popular kind of undermines the very thing they're blathering on about. Well, I've long argued, Nick, that uh-huh. if there weren't any Jews, there wouldn't be any anti-Semitism. So who's really to blame? I almost don't believe that. I think they. I think they <laughs> invented. They carry on anyway. They'd invent Jews in order to hate them. Yes, no, uh, yes, yes. And, and, and the way that happens is that even in societies where Jews have never lived, there's still strains of, of, of indigenous anti-Semitism. It's, it's such a, it's very powerful. That's amazing. So I think, yeah, I think it would, I think it would survive. Well, hang on a second. No, no, let's, let's think about this sensibly. So you're saying where there's no history of, of Jewish culture, of Jewish people living, yes. there's still anti-Semitism. Yes. So what you're arguing is that it does seem to be. You do seem to be arguing that maybe it's they're meant to be there. Maybe that maybe the Jews are in the wrong. Possibly. I mean, that's. But Come to on, be if honest, it's that, consistent across. If it's natural and consistent, maybe. No, no, that's a very big. That's a very big argument. Oh um, God, I and, hope not. <laughs> no, it is, and it's it's what it's what um, uh, David Irving said. He said, you know, Ugh. if I were a Jew, maybe I'd ask myself why people hated us so much, etc. No, that's a very very big argument, and indeed, that's often very internalised amongst Jews themselves. They can say, oh, God, is there something? You know? Oh no! Oh no! It's a very big internalised oh, issue. But it's so irrational. Well, yes, but it does suggest that we really can't have democracy, so we're going to have to get rid of it again. Nick, I thought you, you know were supposed to. I don't know if oh. I've ever made my position to you about this clear, mm-hmm. but I really, I really don't like bigotry. Why not? I don't... Oh, you're so forgetful. <laughs> I said this last time, and you mocked me. Yes. <laughs> Go on then. Anyway. Mm. Um, so, so out I, of all I, those, you know, t- so Nick, some of some of my best friends are Jews. It's like, it's you. It's, that's it. Yeah. Tell me one thing. It's, it's not because I don't like Jewish people. It's because I don't have very many friends. Yes. No, tell me one thing. Okay. Out of all those teleprograms that you mentioned, which is the one that you will be watching? Oh, I'll be watching loads of them. No, but which is the one you will be watching? Oh, well, the, if you question. had to choose. Well, I've... <sighs> the comic Coming Back to the Earth one. Uh, Son of Zorn. Well, yes, I'll definitely. But that's the problem. I'll definitely be watching a number of them. I always watch the pilots to see if they're any good. I should be watching the Mick. I should be watching Making History. I should be watching Son of Zorn. I should probably check out Pitch, although I don't think it will probably be very good. So you're so, moving to the US? Yeah, I fly oh. over every week to watch them on the uh, Hulu catch-up services, and then you come back. And then I fly back once I've finished watching them. Okay. Yeah. Which is what Victoria Wood did. That's why she's dead now. Remember? <laughs> that's true. She mentioned about all those American programs she enjoyed watching. Must have been very strenuous to have to fly back and forth. No wonder. What we don't need is timeless. What? This is on uh, NBC. El poor old NBC are in such a state. Why is that? Uh, NBC has ordered 15 new shows this season. Mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. comedies, seven dramas and three reality shows. Mm-hmm. Um. And only, and only three of them are new this this autumn. The other 12 mm-hmm. will come in mid-season. Mm-hmm. But that just means they have cancelled so much of last season. In fact, only I think only one comedy from 
last year survived on NBC. Nothing they commission works. <laughs> and that's and they turned down so much great stuff. So they turned down um, uh, shows pitched by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. That seems foolhardy. I know, they keep doing it. So other networks go, okay. Like, um, what's that fantastic uh, Netflix show done by Tina Fey? Uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. They, NBC rejected that. <laughs> <laughs> They're mm. so dumb. Mm. Absolutely amazing. What a mess they're in. Timeless, one of three. Okay, so uh, uh, Timeless comes from Eric Crypt of Supernatural and Revolution and Sean Ryan of The Shield, which is... Uh, Sean Ryan used to be exciting because The Shield was so good and everything he's touched since has been a pile of poop. I don't know any of this stuff. Well, you must have watched The Shield. The Shield is great. You should go watch I did The not. Shield. You should go and get it. It's all on... We I've, watch so little television. I've, I've got it all on DVD. DVD. Mm. Okay. Um, the action-adventure series... Uh, involves dueling time machines oh my goodness when a criminal steals one of the uh, steals one with the goal of changing the past to destroy america as we know it an unlikely trio of heroes a scientist a history professor and a soldier use the machine's prototype to try to stop him um th- yeah there that's the plot which weirdly is also the plot of dc legends of tomorrow which is a little yeah i was just list. thinking of that yes oh okay well uh, yes some people will be very annoyed by this episode, but we do have to have them once oh, every yes. three or four once months every... or so. so well, we have them luck. twice a year, once for when the upfronts come out, and then once yes, when indeed. the pilot season has aired, and we can judge them. We can judge, and we will judge. We are the judges. I am I am the judge. You are not, because you don't ever watch any of them. No, but that makes me more impartial. What are you watching? What are you watching? I told you. What? We're watching Game of Thrones. Yes. Obviously, I'm still not. I still haven't seen the last episode of the last season. So now, not only have I had the finale of the last season spoiled for me eight thousand times, I've now had the uh, resolution of that spoiled for me. Yeah, but that's your fault. I mean, SNL you, that's not... did an entire sketch about how long they took to bring him back to life. Yeah, but that's your fault because you, you know that that's a series that you just can't uh, put on hold. You have to watch it contemporaneously, otherwise it's going to be spoiled. So you just Rubbish. make time and do it. Um, then there's a, and as I said, then there's Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and we're, we're also catching up a bit on Veep. Yep. And we were watching um, Elementary, catching up on that, but we put that on pause while we watch these other two things. And that's it. We don't have time to watch anything else, John, because, you know, our lives are busy and rich. Rich, they are very rich. The way I am managing to keep up with TV shows is that Laura goes out two nights a week now. So I binge watch while she's out. That's the only way I have time. Victoria goes out two nights a week. She, she she looks after girl guides on Mondays and she teaches NCT on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I help Judy to do her violin. We draw cartoons and I read her a story. Well, yes, I would do that too were Toby not in bed. I get him to bed every night, every week. At what time? Uh, so we start, his bath is around 6.15 at the moment. And mm-hmm. then he's normally asleep by 7.15. Too early. Is it? Yes. Is it? You should tell him that because that's when you he's should... tired. He should go to sleep at about 8.30. It'll should he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I can't imagine the poor little thing just wandering around like a zombie. So miserable. He sounds weak, but then boys are. Uh, so, he's, um, so he goes to sleep. Normally, I normally get him to sleep by 7.30 and then I'm downstairs. And I can binge watch some shows before Laura comes back. Together we watch Elementary, uh, Amy Schumer. Um, what else is on at the moment that we watch? Um, we tend to watch SNL together now. Laura seems mm. to have gotten into that with me. That's yeah. ridiculous. What a waste of your viewing time. 
Well, it's not. A, it's not an important show. It's just, It's there if we've. If there's nothing else to watch. There is tons of other things to watch. I know, but it's just easy because you can just watch a couple of sketches and then be done, and then catch up another. They're you know, all awful. They're in. terrible. No, I can't speak to you anymore after you've now, you now. You waste your time. Ninety like percent of them are terrible, but there's, I really like some of the cast at the moment. I'm very much deeply in love with Cicely Strong. Who is Cicely Strong? You're saying all these things, and She's like, very just, lovely, and very funny. I'm going to type in her name and see if she is lovely. She's in the new Ghostbusters movie along with most of the rest of the female cast of SNL. Cicely, Cecily Strong, Uh you mean? That's Cicely. I said Cecily. You just didn't hear. Okay, and she is indeed in Saturday Night Live. Yes, I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, she's in Ghostbusters. You're right, so she's she's going to be... um, She's going to be lynched by gentlemen who don't want to destroy their memories of proper Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's how you refer to them. New Ghostbusters mm. and proper Ghostbusters. So I was, I'm, I was pretty sure that this new Ghostbusters was going to be dreadful because... Oh, it will be. Um, yeah. Of how, what a miserable production history that, that movie series has had and the desperation to make three and then Egon yeah. dying before they could make it. and It's going to be awful. Yeah, you're right. And the car, some of the cast, uh, Melissa McCarthy, I found very irritating and... Um, more irritating than anyone else on earth is uh, uh what's her name i've forgotten her name and amazingly uh, one of the four main leads imdb buries deep in the credit list despite her being one of the four leads because oh well, she's the black one um hmm. where is her name i have forgotten les leslie something it is let's just come back leslie to leslie jones i think it is i still haven't found uh-huh. it in the list but uh she is Oh, she's on SNL, and all she can do is shout. She's absolutely useless. Leslie Jones, right. there she is. Um, and so those two irritate me greatly. But Kate McKinnon and uh, Kristen Wiig, I adore. So it's a split cast there for that. Right. Um, um, especially Kate McKinnon. She's, a, she's the, best, the best character, the best actor on uh, SNL at the moment. Right. Um, Cecily Strong's also in it, and then all the rest of the old character, the old cast are cameoing, cameoing in different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, it's going to be so dreadful. Then I watched the trailer that everyone's so cross about. It was all yes. right. It was all right. Wasn't that bad? Yeah, but it won't be that good either. I, hope, I don't have any hopes for it, but it'd be lovely to be surprised. I'm very concerned about Leslie Jones because, like I say, all she does in any sketch is just shout. <sighs> No, it's going to be tedious. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it like that man on that video. Yeah, I'm I'm boycotting it because it's a bad movie. I'm boycotting it because it's not... It's got the same name as another film. And that is a crime I cannot forgive. We're going to watch the original Ghostbusters in the next few days. I think it still works. I really want to watch it as well because I don't think Laura's ever seen it. And it's so good. Yeah. Such a, I hope it is. Don't show it to Judy, though, whatever you do. Don't make the mistake of thinking it's a fun family movie. Well, we were thinking about that. We were going to audition it first, but you think it's going to be it's too much. terrifying. It's really, really scary. I kind of remember that now. back in the 80s when movies for kids were blooming frightening. Yes, whereas, whereas now they're made of um, unfrightening marshmallows. They are indeed. I remember that it was Alistair's birthday, mm-hmm. and we were going to see Back to the Future Part 2 at the cinema... Because uh-huh. that's what he wanted to see. And I was like, oh, boring. I don't even want to see that. <laughs> Ghostbusters is that, you idiot. Why don't you want to see Ghostbusters? We got to the cinema and Back to the Future Part 2 was fully booked. So we had oh. to see Ghostbusters instead. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest movie either of us had ever seen. 
And uh-huh. Alistair and I played Ghostbusters for the rest of the year, I think. We made packs. We had the packs out of our cardboard boxes, which was string as the shoulder straps. We made traps. We had uh-huh. uh, Hoover tubes as our... <laughs> oh, man, we busted so many ghosts. That sounds good. Oh, yeah. Imagine if we'd gone to see Back to the Future Part 2. We wouldn't have been Boy. playing Back to the Future Part 2 for a year. You might have been, you know, the De- De- a DeLorean cardboard box. A, hov- and, uh, a cardboard hoverboard. <laughs> a cardboard hoverboard. Where is our hoverboard drawer? Uh, but yeah, we saw Ghostbusters and it was life-changingly wonderful. I love that movie. Hmm. No, it. it, it I, I remember it fondly, mm. but it'll be. Cu- I'll be curious to see whether it, it has that. There's a scene. Of- there's a one particular scene that I just think if you were six and you watched it, it would be way too much. It's the scene yes. where the the water in the bath turns to thick, disgusting blood, and this woman is. Ab- oh, it's really like proper horror movie stuff. Yeah. Um, so okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll audition it. Yeah. Shall we say goodbye to our listener? Oh, I suppose we should. Okay. Goodbye, listener. And if you didn't like the talk about. Um, Tele programs. Don't worry. Next time we'll talk about the politics. We'll talk about next time. We'll talk about dead people and the politics. No, just dead people from wall to wall death. Wall to wall death. Yeah, that sounds cheery. Absolutely, it would be great. <laughs> we'll be slagging off dead people. That's what we do best. Don't speak ill of the dead. I shall. Uh, Carrie Shandling has a cold. <laughs> you laughed at that joke. Oh my goodness. Oh. Bye bye. Bye.